0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: It's the APC podcast here at AcmePackingCompany.com. Part of SB Nation. Packers talk all the time. Zach Rapport here with you. About to throw it to an interview that uh, Alex Batakis, Ben Foldy, and I did with Mina Kimes, the the one and only, the irreplaceable, the super duper smart Mina Kimes, works and writes for ESPN, also the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny, find that wherever podcasts are found, super good show. She was nice enough to join us for the third year in a row, I don't know why she is uh, still returning our emails, but we are thankful for that, Uh, third year in a row ahead of the Seahawks-Packers game. She is, of course, a huge Seahawks fan, and we were delighted to talk with her, get her, her thoughts on, on their squad so far and, and what she expects coming into this game. Follow us on Twitter, at the APC Pod, at Zach Rapport, at Alex Patakis, at Ben Foldy, yada, yada, yada. Subscribe, rate us on iTunes, all that fun stuff. This is, of course, the second episode we've done this week, so if it's the first one you're hearing, you did miss the, the first one. Go back and listen to that or uh, maybe download it, save it for this weekend when there won't be any Packers football. So if you're out uh, raking the leaves or hiding in the basement or otherwise avoiding your family, Alex, Ben, and myself can uh, can help get you through the weekend. All right, this is a minute-long intro that's gone on for about 50 seconds too long. Now let's throw it to Mina Kimes.
2: The number you dialed to... Pack me, packing, company... Really excited to do this. Every season so far that we have had this podcast, uh, we get to catch up with Mina Kimes, rising star at ESPN, doing so many different things. Uh, the Mina Kimes Show. Check out her podcast. Uh, great football insight. ESPN the magazine. Um, but basically, we just we just love when the Packers play the Seahawks as an excuse to talk to Mina uh, each year. Mina, how's it going? How are you? Thanks for the time.
0: Hey, guys. Uh, looking forward to this one. I think it'll be a good game.
3: Yeah, this is I think this is probably (laughs) both teams are about where they should be for this to be a good game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. NFC is kind of interesting that way, right? Like there are two really good. I I think the Bears are pretty good, but there's this kind of vast middle of pretty good teams right now. And it's kind of hard to separate them. And I would put both Green Bay and Seattle in the mix there.
3: And some of the pretty good teams might not even
2: be that good. Well, because a lot of the Green Bay Seattles have given them a run for their money, That's, pretty much yeah, every exactly. week. So it's like, uh, yeah. it seems like a crapshoot. Yeah, we've had we've spent the last I think month, maybe like the last four episodes of the show, asking the same Twitter poll question every time, and just the results like they continue to fluctuate. Like, are the Packers good, bad, or like we don't know yet? And it's the same every week. And we we were saying like you could ask that about pretty much every team in the league, other than maybe four of them.
0: I will say I think the Seahawks are both better than their record and better than I expected. I predicted that they would be eight and eight coming into the season, and they're they're four and five, so they're basically on track for that. Um, and I, if I had to make a prediction now, I'd probably go with that. But I actually think they are to use a cliche better than their record. I'm looking at they have a point differential of 27. I think they're one in five in close games, which is usually you know fairly predictive of improvement, but. They've just played, I mean, they they just got swept by the Rams, but they were really close to winning both of those games. And I've been pleasantly surprised, I think, by a lot of aspects of the Seattle Seahawks this year.
1: Judging from your twittering over the last few months, Mm -hmm. you have been pleasantly surprised with the offense specifically.
0: Yes, although still very angry about Brian Schottenheimer at all times. Just (laughs) Every time a day, I wake up in the morning and and I scream, run, run, pass stare at the ceiling and shake my fist
1: wow that's like a mirrored existence to Packers fans
0: (laughs) it's really interesting right because right I I guess you guys were waiting for Aaron Jones to be used I mean we are running backs they get used in Seattle and I and I think they're going to use a lot in this game on Thursday
3: yeah both of these teams are very good at almost beating the Rams And I'm excited to see what they do against another team that's also very good at almost beating the Rams. But the the problem is that it's, it's like it's Thursday night, right? Like this could be the worst game of the season for both teams easily.
0: Yeah. Coming off the short, you know, week for us, I will say, so Chris Carson didn't play, cut cut to the run again. And I think part of the reason he didn't play was knowing that this Thursday night game was saving him up.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I, for us, like flying across the country. We were a late game on Sunday. Yeah, they flexed us from the noon to 3.30
1: Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, for the Ooh, I like how, I like
3: how you're yeah. using central time zone, even though none of us yeah, live in the central. It's like it's very, the 1 o'clock game. We, we definitely grew the
1: up in Wisconsin. F- I'm, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers' body clock specifically. It's true.
3: <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I'm not expecting, you know, and this is not a coaching staff for the Packers that has necessarily um you know they played the rams really well coming off the bye which i think was a big deal but like they're not super good at coming out of the gates hot i don't think we've Mm. seen that this season at all so um yeah i don't know i mean like it's really hard to i i hate thursday night because it's so hard to make like (laughs) any sort of meaningful prediction other than nobody wants to be there
0: yeah close close game I tend to go home team. Um, I think this is a game where if it was played in Green Bay, the Packers would win. If it's played in Seattle, the yeah, That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, um, that's but, a fair.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh, we saw that Pete Carroll, I think, is unbeaten in Thursday night games. I don't know what you can glean from that. Really? Like, yeah, yep, five and zero. Uh, he's the only. Co- I think the Seahawks, the only team, like in the Pete Carroll era, to never lose a Thursday night game. Yeah.
3: I was going to try to make a conspiracy theory joke, and I failed in my head. <laughs>
2: um, and uh, <laughs> cool story. <laughs> somehow, this is also uh, the furthest the Packers have ever traveled on that short amount of time getting flexed, and i don't know how you flex brock osweiler <laughs> like was that was that flex prior to the Tana- well, well technically matter, both Tana of those teams too. both
3: of those teams have decent shots at the playoffs and decent records yeah, yeah. like yeah. for what's passing for a decent record in the nfl this yeah. season i mean it's the dolphins i, yeah, I,
0: don't, know. I, mean, I don't i don't understand all that. i think there was a there's a Niners seahawks game coming up in prime time which should be a real a real barn burner oh yeah
2: yeah <laughs> in um, the hunt now, we, you referenced before the, uh, the run run pass thing. Obviously, we, we talked about how that's like, you know, very similar to the Packers. Uh, we are supposed to be like the Packers guys on this, but you know more, more football than like any of us. So I wonder what your take on Mike McCarthy is. Like, Are you ready to say <laughs> that this shit just needs to be over? Because I think we're all finally there. Um, we spent a portion of our, our last episode earlier this week saying,, like, regardless of what happens at the end of this year it's probably just
0: over. I think it's over. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, before this season, I was chatting with um, some folks, uh, uh, you know, who are a little bit more closer to the Packers than me. And, and kind of what would it take, right. For McCarthy to keep his job, because it gets to a point when he's got the hall of fame quarterback, where, you know, making the playoffs isn't enough. And it's not making the playoffs. is certainly unacceptable. And what I heard resoundingly was unless they make it, you know to the super bowl actually which now it seems insane right mm-hmm. so um it, it is interesting because i don't i actually think we've gotten to the point where it's gone too far in the blame mccarthy for everything direction maybe uh yeah that's
3: fair. <laughs> which
0: w- and and i don't think like watching that rams packers game uh, after the first couple drives well they they hit on the formula for playing the rams right which is you run the ball and you target mark smith that's pretty much that, that's it right there yeah um but and the final drive in the fourth quarter there were just a couple of plays man on, on when green bay had the ball where i think i won it was like third and longish and there wasn't a single wide receiver or pass catcher within like 10 yards of Roger. it was just so insane and and i find myself just completely perplexed and i think the, the contrast with los angeles um was pretty stunning so i, I can't imagine it goes Past this season, I, I in Seattle. I actually don't think that's the case, sadly. Um, but I think in Green Bay, it's, it's probably the end of an era.
3: Yeah, I think that's basically the conclusion we came to. Um, I could
1: almost see a scenario where even at the like at their best, they would make it to the Super Bowl, and then they would find a way to just like tell him to retire.
2: Yeah.
3: Why not?
1: Well, I mean, like, yeah, the parting ways with Ted
2: Thompson was similar. Like, yeah, exactly. It, it, it was disguised, you know, as like uh, he's mm-hmm. stepping back, but it was a firing. Like, and then the new GM it was a comes transition. In, it was
3: a transition,
2: I guess. And, I mean, and a yeah.
1: necessary. It was one. a transition that involved him selling his house and moving to Texas. Yeah,
2: and people speculated
0: about his. Health. Uh, I will. I will just say one small difference is Ted Thompson is sixty-five, and Mike McCarthy in his fifties. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard this in a lot of rumors that um, Cleveland would be interested in him because of. Obviously yeah. the Dorsey connection. But I, I personally don't really see that happening. But it um
3: make a lot of sense. But I guess I guess in a weird way it like it could work just because if you subscribe to the belief that McCarthy played a big role in turning Rogers into who Rogers is, which I think is a fair thing to to subscribe to. Um yeah. just when you compare like mechanics coming out of Cal
1: yep. to, to what He's he turned into. It's not a yeah. bad
3: thing. He's not a bad coach if you have a young quarterback yeah. that you want to, like, coach up.
1: Yeah, but you also don't have a CBA that allows coaches to do that kind of work anymore. Well, right? all
3: we ever talked about well, was the
1: quarterback school,
2: right? It was, yeah. like, how much time Rodgers spent that Favre wasn't with yeah. McCarthy but, and, and anyway, how, like, that yeah. made him great.
3: But right. he also hasn't repeated any of that magic with any of these supposed, you know, backups that are supposed to come in and after three or four years be able to take over. And yeah, they, he's got a lot of faith in fail miserably.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that, well, what you just said about Rogers is like, it's, it's crazy how many people don't know that he completely changed his motion coming out of Cal, yeah. so, you know, and, and he really changed uh, a lot of who he was as the quarterback. But at this point in the NFL, there's a difference. Between, I think whereas maybe previously there would have been more um, credit or weight given to guys who can develop the fundamentals of quarterbacks. Now there seems to be more of an emphasis on play calling and creativity and that's where you see a guy like Mike McCarthy kind of falling behind the times compared to, you know, this new breed of young coaches and coordinators, which I'm sure you're you're thrilled. But the prospect of, you know, a Lincoln Riley or whatever, one of those guys playing with Aaron Rodgers or coaching Aaron Rodgers. Rather.
3: I, I put on the table that actually Mike Patton could be a good head coach and you just need to find like a good young O.C. who doesn't need to bother managing the whole team, just needs to build rapport with Rodgers I mean, whether or not somebody like Lincoln Riley would be interested in being, you know, stepping up to be an O.C. in the NFL. And, yeah, but it, it's like it, it's really like then you just have to make one good hire. Right. Like you have to make right. one good connection. You don't need to revamp the whole team. Well,
0: um, I think what what you're describing is what we're seeing in Tennessee, uh, by the way, where they hired Mike Rabel. And the first thing he did was come out and said, yep, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not the guy, but hey. Looks like these college things are really working out for a lot of teams. Maybe we should do that. We have the greatest college quarterback in college football history. Maybe you should you know we should run RBOs crazy. Yeah. And um, you know, pretty much turned over the reins to Matt LaFleur. He's been a little bit slow developing there. He had never called plays before, but finally I think you're seeing the fruits of that with Mark Mariota. Yeah.
2: What do you uh cause we, you know, Ben brought this up on the last show though. Like, how do you I mean you kind of know Aaron Rodgers personally, I could say. Like you were at <laughs> he was at your house. Um like I don't think you just come in as like flashy college guy uh, and earn the respect of Aaron Rodgers. Like, do you think that that is a hire that would make sense as the person who's going to be spending as much time with him? Cause I look at it as like, you just need a babysitter, man. Like you don't need an ego like McCarthy has. You don't need any of that. You kind of just need a babysitter and a decent enough defense.
0: Yeah. I, I think it, it's a fascinating question, right? Because when we talk about these young guns, they're usually paired with very young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of examples of, um, you know, like Sean McVay, he's okay. He's 32, he's younger than me, but, you know, he's with, and, and he handed over the reins to Wade Phillips, which is obviously has been a bit of a struggle this year, um, but a 32-year-old coaching a 22-year-old or whatever, however old Jerry Goff is, very different from a 32-year-old coaching Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right? And getting him to buy into stuff and thinking that you, I mean, I think there's a lot of intimidation. Like a lot of guys would be very, uh scared of that. But I gotta think Aaron, um, you know, he, he I I think I don't wanna say I can read his mind or, or in, infer what he wants, but I gotta think he's looking around the league and he likes a little bit of what he's seeing. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy, you know, one of the more athletic quarterbacks in the FL. It'd be really fun to have an offense where that's utilized in creative and smart ways and um yeah, so I, I I don't know. I think it would work, uh, but it is about finding the right personality for him.
2: Do you got to think that because he texted you that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just saw him, actually. So this is before we were talking and I you asked me what I was working on. And I actually just went to Green Bay for the very first time. Oh, it was wonderful. This is yeah. so
2: timely. How does this work out it's every wonderful? year? I don't know.
0: Wait, I what? Book, I think I had just met him. Yeah, so it, I just went. It was so lovely. you ate some cheese curds. I, I feel
3: like Green Bay has changed significantly since I was last there because people keep being like it's really nice, and I'm not like shitting on it, but I would never say it's really nice.
1: This town has changed, but it man. is
3: changing. I think it really like the Packers are really putting a lot of work. Yeah, into, they're moving like, people out of their homes, and creating meaning. this huge megaplex. <laughs> oh, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it used to be that like Lambo Lambo just like stuck out in a field of parking lots, and now I don't think it's that anymore. But I ha- I honestly haven't been to Lambo since like 2005, so what do I know?
0: yeah well it was it was not a game day so it was very quiet um but i definitely enjoy i mean it's just so insane that there's a football team there mm-hmm. like it's yeah. so bizarre that, that never um, gets old it's a little surreal yeah it's just like where am i like, and
3: then like there's like somebody who can literally like walk out their front door and walk two blocks and just be at the
0: so crazy of Lambo. yeah so insane
3: yeah
2: um any other, uh, did you spend a lot of time talking around like to other people in the organization or are we allo- We're not allowed <laughs> no, to know no, this? I guess no. your editors at ESPN are going to be like right, just, on this stupid little it podcast. It was just for a
0: countdown piece that'll come out. Um, yeah, but, um, I got him, I think it was before, before the Rams game. So.
3: Oh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Good timing. We, uh, <laughs> we certainly are. Did you get a sense of what, uh, and you know, obviously what, keep whatever on or off the record you need to. But you um, want to know what
0: he smelled like? Is that <laughs> about that? I mean, Is I he actually he short? <laughs> no. Um,
3: <laughs> I, I just want to like, what's the sense around the building about Patton? Because I I'm like really taken with Petton right now. Yeah. And I'm so, just curious if that's like permeating the organization as a whole.
0: So unsurprisingly, I did not ask Aaron Rodgers about that <laughs> but okay. I did um, I did talk to some other folks about him. I was just curious because I've I've always been a huge fan of his, and, and I've always believed that he was. You know extremely underrated, and yeah. had a lot of maybe that's not fair, but um you know so and, and it seemed to me like at first I, I guess I was wondering if you know the defense got off to a bit of a slow start here and there, and I was wondering if they were having trouble with the scheme or like you know guys were still learning it or if the personnel was matching up to it, um but I only heard positive things when I asked around, and um you know there's still some issues and i and I think the run defense is going to be tested pretty heavily on Thursday, but you do see. And obviously, like, not having Jerry Alexander for a bunch of that really mm-hmm. hurt. Um, but it's sort of rounding into form, I think.
3: Yeah, no, I, I, would, I would agree. And, I, I mean, I, I one of the weird things is that Mike Daniels has been kind of, I wouldn't say he's bad, but he's been quiet this season in a way that you kind of don't really expect Mike Daniels to be. Oh, I
2: wanted to ask you, um, so I'm mean, going assume you're down in Miami to do, like, Highly Questionable and Levitard and all yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So I was listening to Levitard today and what are the, well, I guess it was the best of so Monday show. And he, he was saying that the Seahawks have taken over the reins from Philip Rivers and where Russell Wilson is the new down by seven with 50 seconds and no timeouts. And I've like barely watched Seahawks football. Is that like how shitty? like is Russell Wilson now in that purgatory?
0: Um, Russell Wilson's been that guy since 2012. Like, Oh, well, the Seahawks. I, I don't have the record in close games, but they've played like I. I think his fourth quarter comeback style is actually pretty high up there. The difference between Seattle and the Chargers is they didn't have like these wackadoodle special people. They had the Blair Walshier, so there was that happened a lot then. Yeah, but um,
3: <laughs> now they have Janikowski.
0: Yeah, you know? he's just funny. Um,
3: it's just funny for me to ever think about Sebastian Janikowski doing anything. Yeah,
0: insane. <laughs> what does he smell like, like when he when he walks? Oh, I mean, God, when he runs out on the field, and I was just at the Rams game, and I, like it, it's insane that he's a professional athlete. Just yeah. like physically, you're like, what? Still, is, huh? Like huh? Um. But anyways, yeah, you know, I I think I think that he's not wrong to say that about Wilson, but it's honestly been the case for a while. So even when there was a period in 2015 when the offense was like. Super on fuego, but for the most part, even in 12, 13, 14, uh, it was a lot of close games, you know, a lot of really low scoring one and Wilson had to do a lot of heroics at the end of a lot of those games.
3: And one of the things that seems to stand out about this year's offense is that they're asking Wilson to do. And I think this changed a little in the last game, but a lot less scrambling and and rushing on Wilson at that, least designed plays. And what what's up with that? Or like, is certainly
0: that... changed in the last game. He okay. rushed for ninety two yards, yeah. um, which is the most he's rushed since twenty fourteen. I wanted, I went and checked it. Um, but so I actually think a lot of that is uh, Russell Wilson decision making. Um, you know him choosing not to keep it actually. Uh, so it's been by choice in many situations. I, and and that's been interesting to me. I didn't know if that was, you know, like a career preservation thing, but he tends to run the ball more when he's in, you know, put the team on his back, do whatever it takes. Yeah. And, um, so it's probably no coincidence that, you know, we're seeing him do it a little bit more now.
3: Now that the team kind of believes in itself a little.
0: Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We're four or five.
3: That's fair. I mean, what, so if, if, if you're, if you're, I. You know, if you're looking to beat the Packers and you have the Seahawks, as the Seahawks are currently constructed, what are you doing today and Uh, tomorrow?
0: Yeah, you you run the ball, you keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, and it's pretty simple. You know, I mean, the Seahawks defense, I will say, has been much, much better than people expected, given the loss. I mean, before the season, you had people talking about how they were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, losing... Bennett and Sherman and Chancellor, and obviously Earl Thomas halfway through the season. And last I checked, they were top 10 in defensive DBOA. Um, You know, they've been really, really impressive given sort of the deficit of talent spending. The amount of dead money on that side of the ball is insane. So that's a credit to Pete Carroll. You know, he's a defensive minded coach. um, And and there's been a lot of talented guys stepping up, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. So (laughs) um, you just want to keep him off the field.
2: Yeah. You say that, and I wanted to ask you too. um, Like, I I feel like it's probably just Packers Twitter, maybe not football Twitter, but (laughs) there's like a thing now where it's like very popular to just like take little gifts of like bad throws and just criticize Aaron Rodgers. And I think it's just everyone like is so. Like, we've been blaming the same guy for so long that now all of a sudden we're just, like, looking for reasons. He does seem that... a little
3: off this year, though. I don't know. I mean, like, anyway, I don't yeah, need to hijack I mean, your question. but
2: No, it's fine. But, like, I, I'm wondering, like, what you what you make of that. Like, I, I, he's the first person to say that he needs to play better. But, like, to call him the reason they're losing games is, like, so stupid. Like, I mean, come yeah, on. Like, the reason they've been losing games not. has been the same for 10 yeah. years. Like, it's... They have a not so good coach and a very meh defense, and sometimes a sh- like historically yeah. shit defense. I don't know. It just makes me so mad. You're fired up. Like he. Yeah, like he you're can, really you're
0: really defending defending Aaron Rodgers here.
2: Well, it's it's just like come on, man. Like really, uh, like it's so easy to just like pick like the five bad throws he might make out of forty and be like, well, look at this, play better. Yeah.
1: Alex, what do you what yeah. do you think? What do you think Aaron Rodgers smells like? Um, um, <laughs> that's a really good one. Like I really wish there
2: was like a. Mina, you need to write like the, the Vladi Divash smells like uh, like cigarettes version of Mario on Levitard. You need to do this.
0: Um, oh, so to answer your question about what I think about his play, uh, I, I do think it's really interesting because it's been really divisive this year. I think I saw like PFF has been like second graded quarter or maybe not that high. It was something very high. Whereas then you see other guys um, who I trust and like analysts who have been really critical of them. So it's kind of been all over the map.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Obviously, he's throwing the ball away a lot too, undeniably. And I guess, you know, I think I would say this. He's clearly not the reason to lose. (laughs) I'll throw that out there. Um, He's been hurt, man. And and it doesn't, and it's interesting because I don't think watching him, it really shows up. But Mm -hmm. when you actually look at the nature of his injury and think about, you know, who he is and the way he plays and the way he throws it, it's kind of hard not to suspect that that might be factoring into it a bit. And you're talking um, about the
3: knee, like the, yeah, the knee. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, you know, I don't mean in terms of necessarily decreased mobility, but um, it, it, those kinds of things can just sort of affect everything about a way the quarterback plays. And we don't think about it or notice it necessarily. And I think of a uh, Wilson had a year like that where he was hurt and his it was I think like his ankle or something, but then his accuracy was just a tick off and it was weird. And you don't, Sometimes think about the human body and the way all of these things can work together. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's slightly impacting him, but he's still really fucking good. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I so would look at that's it. That's obvious. Like, yeah. Saying. Real talk. I um, would,
2: like, just look at it. Yeah. Like, one, he's what? He's turning 35 in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. That, so he's not going to be like a physical superhuman <laughs> forever. It's on your yeah. coach to, like, in an era where you can make anyone th- throw, you know, have like 75% completion percentage and throw for however many yards. Like, that's partly on him, too. To, like, the, Brady exists yeah. because they've done nothing but make it easy for him, and like and, it's time for someone to make it easy for Rodgers instead of him making it easy for
0: everybody else. I'll tell you what too. If you guys watch, I was gonna say if you guys you guys watch Tom Brady this year, he's not the same guy either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the guy's I'm throwing one interception,
2: man. Like we're criticizing incompletions, you could be criticizing interceptions, but he's only yep. thrown one. In you're in so game. upset. It's just so I love annoying. it. Impressive. It's love just it. like it's just like so like. I don't know. It's almost You're like just sub- like trendy sub- now. Your subtweet to... game is on today. A lot of feelings. A subtweet game. Yeah. Subtweeting like all of Packers Twitter basically. I mean, I get it. Like he he can play better, but there's going to come a time where he's just not going to be physically capable, and like we might be there. It doesn't mean that think we think should there. just like point the finger at him. But anyway, <laughs> what does he smell like again?
3: <laughs> so, how do you, so how do you beat the how do you beat the Seahawks? Well. I mean, other than letting them um, beat themselves, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think you stack Russell Wilson, which uh, spoiler, alert, not that hard. Yeah. Although the offensive line has improved, some. gotten more uh, difficult. You know, I think, yeah, you, honestly, you can get run over by them, but as long as you pressure Wilson, you um, still, you know, pretty much contain that offense certainly enough to win. And then, um, you know, th- th- there are a lot of weaknesses defensively like like i said all these young players are better than what they were but they're all vulnerable um you saw that in the rams game you know it's just a lot of uh zone beaters that always seem to work against the seahawks worked so i i, I don't think Rodgers will have too much trouble picking apart this secondary even though they've been better than expected
3: how easy is it to run on the seahawks this year
0: um you know they they've been mixed but um, Up and down, I would say. Like, uh, you know, Tarkelly, really, and which, by which I mean, the Rams' offense, and offensive line is just mm-hmm. insane. But um, yeah, you know, there's been they've been inconsistent. I'll just say that.
2: All right, so Seahawks are laying two and a half. I think it was
0: at home, really. At oh. home. Oh man. Well,
3: Let's so, check. That one oh. might have moved. No, it's two and a half.
2: That was as of yeah. Uh, so says Odd Shark. Yeah, as of the. Day and time that we're recording this. <laughs> um so what do you what do you think? I mean, I assume do you you took them to win at home because Thursday night it gets everybody, but yeah. um would you take them to cover a field goal? Yes. Yeah. I mean the spread's that low. They've I think that actually also
0: small. the other reason I think they they've come out hot lately, contrary to maybe Grape. And um, like weirdly, because forever they weren't scoring on their opening drives, but I think the last like three or four games, they've come out really hot. So I think if they come out Ahead and then run the ball successfully and keep Aaron off the field. That they can win this
2: one. Yeah, are we uh, are we all in <laughs> agreement with that? I feel like we don't have any counters. It'd be fun to like go back and forth and have some banter. I mean, I, I guess got...
3: I like, guess mm, my head yeah. my head says the Packers lose. My heart says they could win this game, and it's the start of like the rest of the season. But I don't, you know,
1: what does your gut say?
3: <laughs> nothing good. No, I, I I like honestly, I think it's I, it's basically a toss up as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I like could pick them.
2: Um, my my gut says there'll be four, five, and one, and we're gonna ask the same question we've been asking for a month <laughs> yeah. every single week uh, on this show. Sounds
0: about right. Sounds
2: about right. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate your time, everybody. Check out Mina's podcast, the Mina Kaim Show. She's does great work, obviously NFL, but all things on ESPN. Keep an eye out. We're very excited for whatever whatever you went to Green <laughs> Bay to do. We're we're ready. Do do you are we allowed to know like a release date? It's like a, you know. Is there is there uh, a date? This at, thing's going to drop
0: sometime. It should air. So
2: okay, <laughs> all right. We're looking. Uh, we're looking forward to that. No, we really appreciate the time. And again, uh, finishing second in the NFC
3: West, and we'll try to do the same so we can talk again <laughs> next year.
0: <laughs> hey, shout out to slightly better than mediocrity.
3: That's you know we're gonna make that work this season, and so are the so are the Seahawks. It seems. <laughs> Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. No problem.
0: Bye, guys.
1: All right, guys, you know what the polka means. We're getting out of here. That is all for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you so much to Mina Kimes for stopping by. That was awesome, as always. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We got Packers at Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. Hopefully the Packers can come out with a win. If they don't, eh, the season is still not lost. Either way, win or lose, rain or shine, we will be here on the other side of the weekend uh, for you to uh, pick up where we left off. Talking Packers all the time, helping you through your week. So until then, for Alex Batakis, Ben Foldy, the whole gang at uh, AcmePackingCompany.com, I'm Zach Rapport signing off here in Queens, New York. Let's go Pack go.